everyone, and welcome to another episode of As It Is What It Is. I'm your host, Dominic, and as always, I'm joined with the Dominator. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Feeling great. Let's go. Let's go is right. What a weekend of football. Yeah. You couldn't ask for anything more out of this AFC and NFC Championships games. That was crazy. Both games. If you're a fan, how could you not have enjoyed that? Unless if you're a fan of the Saints or the Chiefs, then you didn't enjoy it. But everybody else, I loved it as a Patriots fan. So, great Saints, start. Rams at Saints. I'm just gonna, I just okay. want to get right into it. I'm All still right, excited right about it. these games. All right. We're coming to you fresh from these games, so we have a lot of thoughts. First off, that game, the way that game started out, that crowd was fired up, which you knew they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Goff they comes were a out. huge factor. You right. can tell that they couldn't hear anything. They had big problems with the mics at the beginning, but they seemed to figure out later on because I think the crowd started to die out as the game went on. Goff comes out, seemed a little shaky, mm-hmm. actually throws the pick, but I don't blame him for that. Because I blame that- Gurley, 100%. Right off his hands. Square in the hands. You got to catch that, especially if you're a top running back. That's what I say. Great job, too, by the Rams' defense, I think, keeping him in that game early on because that had blowout central all over it. Yeah, the Rams definitely looked sloppy at the beginning. Todd Gurley kind of disappeared, though. Where did Gurley go? You know, and everybody was thinking he was hurt, and it just seems to me that they would have rather have C.J. Anderson in there. I felt like he was hurt because there's no way you have the best running back in the NFL and you're not playing him. There's got to be something wrong with him. There's got to be. Crucial, crucial times in the game. I mean, overtime, he's not in there. I mean, crucial points in the game, crucial drives, down a distance, he's not in the game. He was out there every once in a while, but he didn't really do anything. He just kind of was there. He had the drop early. He just, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like himself. He had two drops. One of them, he was wide open for first down. And then right in the hands, he dropped it. And then the other one, it went through his hands and it was a pick. Right. And great job by the Rams defense because they forced that field goal and the Saints started out on their on the Rams 16. Yeah. That was they had crazy. to keep it close before that game because it could have got out of hurry quick. That was back and forth towards the end of the game, but the beginning wasn't even close. Saints dominated them. Right. Winnable game for the Saints. If you're a Saints fan, I want to get into the stuff at the end. But yep. I think there were points in this game where they could have made some different decisions. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know what this infatuation is with this Taysen Hill. It's this little trickery stuff they're doing. But crucial points. Huh? I don't understand why they always go to him. I don't know why he's any better than your wide receivers or your running backs. Like, why wouldn't you have Alvin Kamara out there? Instead of Taysom Hill or what's his name? Ingram, Mark Ingram. Right. That's what it is. Why wouldn't you rather have him out there than Taysom Hill? Well, first quarter, the the Saints have a third and four. Crucial down. I mm-hmm. mean, every down in the playoffs, you, you know how these things get elevated. So mm-hmm. everything gets under a microscope. So third yep. and four, first quarter, Saints take out Breeze, and they bring <laughs> in. T- it's just why are you taking your – you can't take Breeze out there. You just can't. It doesn't make sense to me. You're not going to, because the whole planet knows you're not going to throw the ball now. Yeah. You know? Breeze had a great game all game until the very end of that. All game, he looked great. So I don't know why you take him out on a crucial down and put in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, of all people. Right. And who ends up saving him? 
is Breeze because nothing mm-hmm. happens. And then he comes back in on the fourth and two, and luckily he's able yeah. to, you know, he draws him offside on a hard count. I think Sean Payton's a little bit overrated, in my opinion. I think he gets, he outsmarts himself, especially later on in the game, which I'm sure we'll get into. But I just think that he's kind of outsmarting himself with uh, play calls and who he has out there on the field. I don't know what he's doing. Gutsy, gutsy fake punt call, too. Mm-hmm. Um, on their own 30 at the beginning of the second quarter by the yeah. Rams. That was that that worked, though. It did work. It worked. That was a huge momentum switch towards the middle of the game. And great drive by the Rams. They close out the first half, and they're only down three. Yeah. And then they're getting the ball to start the second half. And Todd Gurley scored the touchdown. Right. I don't know why you bring him out on that play, but you had C.J. Anderson in for the rest of the game. Well, C.J. Anderson had a monster the game the week before. Yep. So, and he, like he says to everybody, he's the fresh running back right now. He hasn't yep. played a whole season. He hasn't been hit. No. Barely at all. And say what you will about his weight, but I think it's actually helping him. You know, mm-hmm. he's actually running them. He seems like he's running well with that extra weight. Yeah, on it him. seems like it. He only rushed for 44 yards, but it seems like that's a solid 44 yards for him. He seemed like he rushed pretty well all game, in my opinion. Saints score go up 20 to 10. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, this thing's going to maybe get out, this kind of go in Saints' direction. Mm-hmm. Rams come right down. Very next possession, make it 2017. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you texted me at that point and said, looks like we're playing the Saints if we go to the Super Bowl. Right. And I was watching a bit of the game, and I just saw him drive it right down the field and score a touchdown. And that's when I knew this game was going to be close. It was going to come down to the end. Right. And one thing that gets me, I don't know if it's coaching or if it's the young quarterback with golf, Mm -hmm. it just seemed like every time they broke the huddle and came to the line of scrimmage, there was like seven to eight seconds left on the play clock. Maybe you know? Goff isn't getting the uh, playoffs in time, or maybe. I don't, it seems like he was getting the play. It's just mm-hmm. that sense of urgency, you know, yep. and that stuff maybe not come up, and it may not seem like a factor during the regular season, but during the playoffs, all this stuff it, it gets magnified, you know, and stuff like that comes into play. You know, maybe you it's the way they're calling their plays. I don't know what it would be. Maybe it's the way they call them. Maybe it takes a while for them to get it off and stuff, but. It all comes down to how they call the play and how Goff says it in the huddle. I think it would make more sense to say it earlier and get him out there earlier so you can talk to him and let him know about the coverage if he's confused about something. Because if he gets confused, he might throw a pick or make a mistake or something. But if that's working for him, I don't see why not. They're in the Super Bowl, 13-3. and Right. So everybody's going to say it. You've been hearing it, you know. The Saints are putting it up in New Orleans, all in the signs and stuff yep. on the highway. We got, we, got, we got Rob. We got Rob. Right. Yeah. Okay. First and foremost, I'm going to go on the record, and I'm going to mm-hmm. say definitely should have been a penalty. It should have been a penalty. Yeah. Definitely. That's passing interference. Easily a penalty. Right. Easily. 100%. Okay. All day long, passing interference. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just back it up, though, if we may. All right. There's 155 left in the game. Yep. Okay. The Saints, first play, incomplete pass. You have to run on that first play, in my opinion. Okay. Let's go through the. Let's go through what they did, right? Okay. And then, second play, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree. Right. 
everything everything in the book says run the ball three times because at mm-hmm. that point the Rams only had two timeouts left. Okay. Yep. So you run and you run. I mean, they know you're going to run. Who cares? But yep. what you did is you forced them to burn their last three timeouts. Yep. Okay. Then you run on third down. Mm-hmm. And then you let the clock tick down. Yeah, that made no sense to me why they threw it twice. Right. Because if you run, they call it first timeout. If you run again, they call the second one. And then you run again, run out the clock some more, kick the field goal. That'll take them a couple more seconds off. And then they get the ball back. With 40 seconds left, 39 seconds left. What do you want to call it? Yeah, I would have said closer to like, I would say low 50s seconds. It would be very low say. 50s, like 5150 right. at best. But you're asking a young golf, Jared Goff, to drive the length of the field in under a minute with no timeouts. Away, too. All with that road. crowd right. screaming their minds out up three. But instead, you pass it twice, give them time. And only kick a field goal. Right. And the result of that, okay, so with the what they should have done scenario, okay, mm-hmm. like we just talked about, yep, they would have ended up getting the ball, no timeouts under a minute, okay? Mm-hmm. But they get cute. Yep. They do a little pass and great. Yeah, it should have been a pass interference. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you played that by the book mm-hmm. and did like you should have. You wouldn't even have been in that situation. Wouldn't first. even have been in the situation, okay? It's a waste of time. You end up kicking the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. But here you go. You leave 141 on the clock and two timeouts. Almost double the time and both timeouts. Right. And they bring it right down the field. Mm-hmm. And they score on you. And they move to overtime. And then in overtime, everybody's saying, oh, pass interference, pass interference. But you got the ball back in overtime. Instead of driving down the field, Drew Brees just throws it in the air. Why right. did he do that? Why wouldn't he just either take the sack or try to throw it out of bounds or do something? Why would you just throw it in the air against a good Rams defense? And he'll do that sometimes. It seems like he'll force it. Yep. You know, and I get he wanted to make a play, but again, playoff football. You start feeling that pressure, baby, Mm -hmm. and then things happen. Yeah, that was crazy. I cannot believe he threw that ball. I thought he was going to take the sack and they were going to call a timeout or do something, but he threw it in the air. I just didn't understand that. I don't know why he did that. Big play. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can say. Huge job. I mean, second seed on the road. No one really gave him that much of a shot. Yep. And how about two kicks under pressure for Greg Zerline? Huge. He was clutch. That kick would have been good from 65. Yeah, he was perfect. That thing was down the middle, crushed. I mean, that, that was impressive. He was really good. And I don't game. usually say that about kick. They're, you know, I'm not a big kicker fan, but, I yeah. mean, they got a tough job. They really mm-hmm. do. In those situations, I got to give the guy yeah. credit. And the kicker really gets no praise if he does something good. What if he does something bad? Like, what is it, Corey Parkey? Yeah. Whatever it was. Cody Parkey, yeah. Yeah. His kick got blocked, and he still got a lot about it. Right. So, and I'm hearing nothing about Greg Zerline's kicks, but those no. were great, both of them. Inside. In a dome, mm-hmm. but, you know, ultimate conditions. But still, still you got to give the guy credit for nailing it. Yeah. It's some distance. Still tough. I don't think a lot of kickers can hit those kicks. I think no. only, like, the top five, top six, maybe, could right. probably hit those. I don't think the Bears kicker could have hit that. I don't think a lot of other kickers that didn't even make it to the playoffs could hit it. So, great so job. So, the L.A. Rams are yep. going to the Super Bowl, baby. Yep. 
You might have called that earlier in the season. Yep. Beginning of the season. I'm just going to say, in the offseason, my call was Rams Patriots Super Bowl. And look where we are right now. Look where we are. So let's get to it. Wow. Yep. What a game. That was what crazy. A game. I probably almost had a heart attack about three times in that <laughs> game. <laughs> that game had a little bit of everything. A little yeah. bit of everything. It really did. And if you would have told me at the beginning of that game that the Patriots defense would have shut this team down like they did, yep, unbelievable. I never would have believed that if, if you mm-hmm. told me that's what was going to happen. That was crazy. In the first half, they looked so good. They looked great. Let up zero points against the number one offense in the NFL. Zero. Not one touchdown, not one field goal, nothing. They looked great at the beginning of that game. And we said at halftime, it's coming. Like, yeah. you knew it was coming. They mm-hmm. were going to make adjustments. It was going to be a matter of who made adjustments and who made plays. Mm-hmm. I think in the first half, the Patriots are actually able to prevent the big play. They had the one long throw to Hill. Yeah. But right after, Trey Flowers made that huge play to bring him out of field goal range. That big sack. Yep. That was insane. I was not expecting to get a sack. I was expecting when he did get the sack that they'd still be in field goal range. But then they brought out the punting unit, which was crazy. That was clutch by Flowers, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they were saying that in the direction they were going, they were mm-hmm. seeing stuff from the kickers that they yep. weren't getting like that distance. Mm-hmm. And they weren't hitting them like in, in warm-ups like they normally would. So I don't know if weather yep. was a factor. But mm-hmm. kudos. I gotta, I'll, I can eat it when I have to. So yep. I've been on this team. Mm-hmm. And their defense, mm-hmm. and that defense was spot on first yeah. half. Whatever they, they drew really up worked. Yeah, they were nails in the first half. They looked great. But going on the halftime, if you told me that Kansas City was going to drop 31, I would have called you crazy. I thought you were insane because you said that they were going to drop 21 in the second half. Well, I, I felt it was coming, mm-hmm. you know, and – it's how it played out. That's, that's yeah. how the game kind of went. But mm-hmm. I was expecting like 17 points from. Him. I was expecting that the Chiefs would score 17 in the second half and lose the game, but still didn't get blown out and all that. But then they got 31 points on this defense. They just kind of disappeared in the second half. I don't know where the defense went. They made a couple good plays towards the end there, made some good stop. But all in all, I don't know where the defense went in that second half. I have no idea. They just kind of disappeared. And right from the get-go, Patriots take the ball. Mm-hmm. And what a drive. I mean, that was surgical. That was yeah. the way you needed to start the game on a roll in the hostile atmosphere like that. You're mm-hmm. on the road, and they go 15 plays, 80 yards, and they eat up about over eight minutes of time. Mm-hmm. That reminded me like the Chargers game last week when they drove down the field and scored a touchdown on the first drive. They looked just like that, but it was on the road against Kansas City, which is a better team, and they were at home, and they still got it done. Michelle right. run like a beast all playoffs. He's been insane. He's been year. impressive. He mm-hmm. has. And then they come out after the touchdown, and then they force three and out. Yeah. They Get the ball right back, mm-hmm. drive it right back down. Yep. And then the interception. Yeah. What was that? Uh, well, 
you know, he he will occasionally do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times when you get down on those areas, it's things tighten up. You know, mm-hmm. and and I all you can assume is that he just didn't see that middle linebacker. You I know? don't know, but why would you force it to Gronk? Even in the single coverage that he saw, that I would believe it was a linebacker or a safety was all over Gronk. Gronk had no shot at that ball, and then the middle linebacker came big, and then it was double coverage, but he still threw it, which doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why he threw that ball, especially to Gronk who hasn't had the greatest year. But I'll give it to him. He had a great game against the Chiefs he this did. week. He had an he a, did. absolutely amazing game. If I had to just beast say, yeah. And I would have liked, I mean, it's easy to do the Monday morning quarterback mm-hmm. thing. Yep. I would have liked to see a little bit more run down there. I mean, mm-hmm. I get that you want to kind of, maybe they were looking for it, but mm-hmm. you were imposing your will on them at that point early on. Yep. You know, you were basically running over them. Yeah. Because they really didn't make adjustments for the run in the first half of that game. Not really. They just kind of let you run right over them. I don't see why you wouldn't run on that interception play instead of throwing that. Because if you run and you don't get it, you kick a field goal. But if you run and you get it, that's another touchdown, which would have been 14 at the time. And if the game played out the way it did, it would have been 21-0 to going in half, which would have made it that much easier for you to win. But... Then the interception happens, and you're like, uh, here we go. You know, as a fan, yep. y- that's how you think, you know, because mm-hmm. you're like, on the road, here it comes. Yep. Patriots defense comes out, forces a three and out. Yeah, that was crazy. I was not expecting the Patriots defense to do that. Two times in a row, too. Right. On the first drive and on the second. They played great both times, and I was very happy with the beginning of that game with that defense. Absolutely. So, hypothetically, you're you could have been up twenty one and nothing at mm-hmm. that point, you know, but it's fourteen zip. Mm-hmm. Pets have the ball. Yep. Time running out in the second quarter. I understand they're in their own end, but I remember you and I kind of like questioning some of that play calling. Yeah. You know why weren't they going after it a little bit more aggressive? But I don't know why they ran. The first couple of plays didn't make sense to me, and then uh, they started throwing. Usually they'll do that, I think, to try to eat some clock to see what's going to happen. Yep. And typical Andy Reid, he really didn't start calling timeouts, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I think they see if they can pop one, mm-hmm. you know, if they can break a long run or get like a big gain or something like that. But yep. Well, they definitely did pop one in the passing game at least. I'll take that touchdown any day. That was perfect. Right. And after the second touchdown, this is just mm-hmm. one of my pet peeves. Yep. I understand that there's time running out or whatever in the half, but mm-hmm. why do we get cute with the kickoff? You know, I don't know. I, it, I mean, that's not Goskowski's call. I'm sure that's a coaching decision, yeah. but come on, kick it deep. Know. You know, that was a difference of them starting out on the 25, but they ended up starting out on the 40. I just think that's fr- it's a freebie. Can Goskowski even kick out of the end zone though in the cold? I know he can without the cold. But maybe it's not coaching, and maybe it's Gaskowski. Yeah, he didn't do it at all yesterday. That's for mm-hmm. sure. You know, because I think if he could, I think he would have. Right. At least once. So right. maybe in the cold, the ball's harder to kick farther downfield because that thing's as hard as a rock. So maybe he just can't kick it that far anymore. Right. And then you know, you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. Adjustments at the half. Yep. 
Chiefs receive. Start yep. the second half. Four plays, 74 yards. Boom. Yeah. 14 it was easy. Just like that. It was so stupid, though, for that touchdown. Why would you put J.C. Jackson, one of your smaller corners, on Travis Kelsey in the goal line of all times? Put, like, Hightower, Van Noy, who had a great game all game. Why would you put J.C. Jackson on him? I don't understand that call. Or Gilmore. Or yeah, but maybe else. it wasn't drawn up that way. Maybe it was just a good yeah. job by the Chiefs getting the matchup that they were looking for. You yeah. know, there were some pick plays being run. You know, because mm-hmm. um, as soon as I saw J.C. Jackson one on one with Travis Kelsey, I knew something was going to go wrong. And sure enough, he got bullied, bullied into the end zone. Oh, he had no shot. Yeah, he had no zero shot. shot of that. That's why I thought it was his super call. But that's not really J.C. Jackson's call. But later in the game, it's. J.C. Jackson's fault, but we'll get into that as we go later. <laughs> You're dying to light him up. Yeah, I really am. You got to give Mahomes credit. You know, yep. He did not look like that quarterback in the first half, mm-hmm. but typical, he comes out, mm-hmm. and he looked like a man-child. Yeah. I mean, that was impressive. What I thought was crazy is you're in the playoffs, AFC Championship game, to go to the Super Bowl against the greatest quarterback of all time, and he... Didn't look nervous at all. Not a single bit. No, he didn't, he didn't look see rattled. any nervous on his face. No. He looked fine. He looked like he's just another Tuesday or just another Sunday, as I should say. And he finished 16-31, 295 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Yeah, he played better than Brady, I'd say. Yeah, his rating was 117. Mm-hmm. Brady was 30-46, 348 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah, but Brady looked better at the end of the game. Oh, he I'd always say. does. I mean, mm-hmm. a la Tom. Yep. So then the game gets tight, mm-hmm. you know. And then we get to the fourth down play. Yeah. I, he he was the hero. I, yep. I'll give him that. I mean, he scored the touchdown, mm-hmm. but is Rex Burkhead the guy who weren't running the ball fourth and one there? No. I would give it to Brady, just so I'm going right underneath, and that's the first down. Because you running back there and giving it to Burkhead just takes way too much time, in my opinion. That gives the defense a chance to see where you're running and gives them a better chance to stop it. Instead, if you just give it to Brady and have him run right up the middle, it'll be easy. And instead of Burkhead jumping, I just kind of wish he would go down a little bit more and try to just like no shot through no and get shot. the first down. I mean, just a phenomenal defensive play by Sorensen. Mm-hmm. Filled the hole. In looking at it, it didn't appear to me that anybody missed a block, but yep. he shot the gap. He was all by himself. I mean, he made a great play. Yeah, he saw that coming. He yep. knew as soon as Brady went back to Burkhead, he saw the hole and he just jumped the gap. He played a good football game. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the interception. I got to give yep. the guy credit. Yeah, he played great. So then you're at 17 14 mm-hmm. interception, and then the Chiefs take the lead. Yeah. And that's but the interception, that second interception, that's not Brady's fault. You can't put that on Brady. The no. first interception, yes, but that second one, first with Edelman. He starts off with that stupid thing, trying to get cute, trying to get the ball. Well, you when, see, and I thought about that on the punt you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, see, he had done that last, yep. the week before against the Chargers, mm-hmm. okay? But 
he had a much more generous bounce. Yep. See, what happened was everybody cleared out. And mm-hmm. what they'll do a lot of times is is they wait to see which way that ball is going to bounce. So if yep. the ball hits the ground and starts kind of squibbing left or going backwards, you leave it alone. Yep. Okay. But he got that favorable bounce. It started coming mm-hmm. towards him, and that's like a room service type bounce. And he grabs it, and he runs. That wasn't the case last night. Yeah. I don't know why he did that. Why yeah. did he have to get so special about it? Just let it bounce. If it's not a good bounce, you just get out of the way. Let him grab the ball. And he was calling scatter. He was telling everybody to get away from it. Yeah. You know? So you're doing that. You have to keep in mind now, when you're calling scat like that or whatever mm-hmm. we used to call it, you, I mean, a lot of teams use different terminology, but usually yep. it's like a scatter play. And you're telling your, mm-hmm. you're telling your teammates, scatter away from the ball, live ball. We're going to just let it bounce. So mm-hmm. now no one's even around. So yep. if that ball does bounce off of you, there's nobody around but the other yeah. team to recover it. You can get you. lit up. Right. Even if you get the ball, you're going to immediately get lit up. And then right after, they call the play. And then after, it hits him right in the hands. Right in the hands. Right. And he just lets it go right through. That's been the story all year for the guy. He's been dropping a lot of passes, and I'm not loving it. He had a great game last week. I'll give it to him. And he had a great end of that game. But you got to catch that ball. If it hits you right in the hands and you're an NFL receiver and Brady's favorite target, then you got to catch that. Right. Brady would never say that, though. You yeah. ask Brady who his favorite receiver is, he says the open one. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But we all know Tettleman and Gronk. Those <laughs> Why are his wouldn't guys. it be? Yeah. Who else do you have? No one, really. Right. So and then, then later on in the game. What a game. I mean, yeah. just the excitement. You had back and forth. I mean, this is just everything that you just knew would be coming, you know? Yep. So then the Patriots score and take the lead. Yeah. And we're watching the game. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, 39 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And it's crazy, but the way that second half went and mm-hmm. the Patriots defense started giving it up. Yep. You actually were too much time. Mm-hmm. Too much time. I thought... 39 seconds left. I thought they're probably going to start to drive, but it's going to be fine. They're going to run out of time. We're going to be fine. And then they started driving and driving, and they just kept getting closer and closer. And then they got field goal range, and I started going crazy. I was losing my mind at that point. And that's when the PI happened, right? Pass interference? Yeah, that was around the time. Yeah. JC Jackson, it was a third down play, right? Yeah. I believe it was. And all he had to do was just play defense, just run with the guy. You didn't even have to go on him. You had good enough coverage. The pass wasn't that good. But why did you push him? That's all you had to do was run with him. But you push him and get in his way, and you weren't even looking at the ball, and you got to pass the fair call. Yep. And I agree. Some of it's ticky-tack. And you want to, you know, if you're going to let him play, you let him play. And you want it to go both ways, though. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to call that type of stuff, then it does need to go both ways. And Mm -hmm. by no means am I trying to sound like a homer because – by letter of the law and by the way the rules are written, that is P.I., mm-hmm. you know. You yep. can't make contact with the player before the ball gets there. You know? And early on in the game, they had him on that play, and he got another penalty. He was holding, or was it a pass interference? I don't know. But it was another penalty that gave him another chance, and they capitalized on it. So mm-hmm. that's two plays he screwed up, and he let Travis Kelsey score that touchdown, but that's not really his fault because he's way smaller than Kelsey. Yeah, and again, great throw by Mahomes. I mean, you couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. there. Yep. And you almost, after they tie it up and you're going to overtime, Yep. 
you almost say to yourself, when we set up before the coin toss, yep. they have to win the coin toss here. Yeah. They, they when end. they won the coin toss, you saw me. I was going crazy because I knew yeah. after they won that coin toss, I think they were going to win. And what you're thinking when they win the coin toss is like, don't kick a field goal because yeah. I didn't have a lot of faith mm-hmm. in the defense at that point to yep. stop them. You know, if it was a first half defense, I would, but it wasn't. It was a second half defense that kind of let up a lot of big plays towards the end, so I didn't really trust that. Do you put that to KC, or do you think that's the Patriots didn't change? I mean, did they sip a couple it's times? It seems one like offense. I I gotta say, it's a number one offense. Number Those one are legit quarterback weapons. this year. Fastest wide receiver in the league, probably the best tight end in the league, arguably. It's just maddening though when the quarterback just stands back there, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just he's just standing there looking to just throw, mm-hmm. and without a rush, you can go out and do it in the front yard, you know, yep. right now. It you can't cover somebody for seven seconds. It's just too much. Too You're long. asking too yep. much. You know, mm-hmm. so without pressure, and I agree, you want to get pressure every down and stuff. That, that's fine, but you yep. can't just let him stand back there and pat the ball, get comfortable like he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what gives yep. up those big plays. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. So they drive it down, and I mean, unbelievable drive. Yeah, I mean, some of those catches. Edelman was yep. huge. Hogan, Hogan, Gronk. What How a about catch. that Gronk catch? Yeah. That was crazy. Phenom. That looked like Gronk. That looked like the Gronk that we know and love. Absolutely. That was absolutely Gronkowski that game. He was pushing some guys off, which was nice to see. And then that play, Eric Berry was all over him. All over him. Yeah. And that would have been a pass interference. At least it should have been. And he still caught it. Yeah. No P.I. on that and no P.I. on the Dorset touchdown. Yeah. You know. But the refs aren't going to give us any penalties. They gave us that one with the whole Brady getting hit in the shoulder. But that was kind of a fast play. So, so Brady will use him on a 13 play, 75 yards yeah. for, for the <laughs> win. I mean, some of those plays, some of those catches, Hogan, like you said, great catch. I mean, Edelman was clutch over the middle on yep. those third down plays. What do you have, two or three? Something like that. Two or three, yeah. yeah. And then they get the benefit of a couple of reviews. The Edelman review worked out for them. Yep. The Hogan catch worked out for them. Yep. You know, But they the were the right one, calls. Though. The first one, did, did that was definitely a catch. Yep. The Edelman call was the right call, and I think that the second Hogan drop was the right call as well. Right. So I think the refs did great on the reviews. So now New England Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. Yep. What that a game. Great. Mm-hmm. I mean, just emotionally drained after watching a game like that. <laughs> yeah. You know? I need two weeks to recover myself. <laughs> Forget the players. So let's get to the point that we like to say, you know, studs and duds or yep. who played well, who didn't, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Do you want to start with good or the bad? Let's start off with the good. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. You're feeling all warm and fuzzy over there. Yeah. Huh? All right. Let's start with uh, your low, number three. Okay. I'm going to go with Grok is my number three. Beast. Yeah. He looked great. Not only receiving, but blocking. Absolute man child. He's probably I mean, the best blocking tight end in the league this year. Absolutely. You Catching, know? he's digressed, but blocking, he's looked great all absolutely. season. And don't give me this Kelsey Gronk comparison because mm-hmm. there's no comparison when it comes to all around tight end yep. at the position because 
Gronk was just flat out smashing people. Yeah. I mean, his blocking was <laughs> impressive. I mean, yeah. he was hitting he was hitting Houston on a lot of those plays and mm-hmm. pushing him back five yeah. to seven yards. That was impressive. Don't get me wrong, Kelsey's a great tight end. I think he's a better receiving tight end this year than Gronk, but all around, Gronk easily has him in right. blocking, in catching. If Gronk looked the way he did yesterday, then I'd say they're about the same. Okay, so I got a little honorable mention first, okay, and then I'll give you my three. Honorable mention is Pat's old line. That offensive okay. line, the last two games, nails. Yeah, I they've mean, been great. Brady's been upright. They've been doing a dominant job on mm-hmm. run blocking. Kudos yep. to them. They've been great. And my number three is kind of like a two-parter. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Brady slash Josh McDaniels. Okay. Brady was just lasers, laser focus, yep. especially at the end of that game. Some of those throws, he missed some throws. Yep. You know, and we talked about those during the game. But mm-hmm. it's not that relying on Brady to throw the ball so much type offense. Mm-hmm. And that running game is really important to them. That's the type of team that they're basically developed into. But McDaniels, the last two weeks, game plans, spot yep. on. The only reason I don't have Brady in my studs is because of those misthrows and those interceptions. Right. All right, give me a next one. But other one. than that, he was great. And my next one is Sony Michelle. Yeah. You knew he had to be in there. Yep. Still runs upright for me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I'm nitpicking, but it's fine. I feel like he stands straight up when he runs, you know? It's just, uh, I don't know. That's something that he's going to develop, you know? But mm-hmm. my number two is Gronk. Yep. Okay. Number one okay. Kyle Van Ole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's my number right. one. That's a good yeah. call. He yeah. was close to making my list. He was yeah. he was really close. He had what two sacks and a forced fumble. Yeah, we didn't recover it, but it was a forced fumble. No, he played really well. Yeah, he really he did great. play well. Yep. yep. And the only reason why he's number one is because he has no expectation, and he performs every time. Right. You ready for my number one? Yeah, let's hear it. You're not gonna you're not gonna expect it. James Devlin. Really? Yeah. It just uh, yeah. if you. Really watch the intricacies of that game. Mm-hmm. He is a battering ram. That guy yeah. has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's almost like a forgotten art in the NFL, yeah. in my opinion. I think teams mm-hmm. get away from that. But yep. if you look some of those lead blocks and some of the holes that he creates, mm-hmm. he is just flat out smashing people. Yeah. Okay, Because you want your offensive line to do those initial blocks, but then you yep. get to that second layer, you know, and you're mm-hmm. getting to linebackers corners safeties mm-hmm. when Devlin comes through that hole and he's taking these guys on he's clearing the way yeah so Michelle yes doing a great job but that guy is leading the way and he's kind of like he's the best us. blocking fallback in the NFL in yeah my opinion. It's, it's I don't I know about it, all around but blocking wise I think he's nails right I think he's perfect yep all right let's get to it it's you know he doing it when they're going to the Super Bowl yeah, but not not everybody can play well okay that not everybody segment Studs and duds. That's Can't it, have baby. the stud without the duds. Not everybody gets a trophy. That's it. <laughs> Give me number three. Hightower. Wow. Oh, your little Hightower my game. Yeah. <laughs> he I'm got burnt on, on the it. touchdown. Yeah. Okay. And where are the plays? I know. I saw him every once in a while running after him, but he's getting outrun by like our D lineman. I know. A lot of times, I think I'm at the point now where I would rather just see him just rush the passer. 
No. I think he has more value doing that. I think so too. He's not a cover linebacker anymore. No. And I got to kind of give a little bit of a prop to Roberts. I mean, some of those hits he's making, he's smashing yeah. people. He was doing great. Oh, all man. game. And I was on the guy. And I'm yep. not a, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not putting the guy in the on the Hall of Fame, but Yep. He makes some big plays. Yeah, he, he makes did. big hits, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not seeing that. He shouldn't be doing I mean, Hightower should be making those types of yeah. plays, no? I still think Hightower has that knee problem. I know yeah. you aren't 100% sure about Stop that. Stop making excuses think so. for him. I think please. so. Oh, I do think so. All right, Come on. ready? Number three, Patterson. I have met two. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And Hightower was my two. So, yep. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, you got to catch those balls. I mean, those yeah. are well-thrown balls, you know? He's been really non-existent during the no. playoffs. Yeah. I think our number one is going to be the same, but go ahead. JC Jackson? <laughs> there you have Yeah. Yeah. Our duds are uh, both tough. the same. He's young, but mm-hmm. you learn from it. Yeah. Hopefully he adjusts. Because he had a great season, though. He did have a great season. And last season. week he had a Absolutely. great week. Absolutely. I got to give it to him. He had a great week last week, but this week he really wasn't that good. No. All right, here we go. So, Pat's going to the Super Bowl. Pat's Rams. I yep. already saw Pat's were minus one and a half underdogs. So, we can play to another card. I love that underdog role. So, bet against us. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, we told you guys we'd have special guests. And once in a while, we're going to bring guests on. And this is a segment that I like to coin Random Questions with Holly. So what we do is is we're going to bring Holly on and we're going to ask random questions, whether it be sports related or anything about life and stuff like that. And we're going to just see what she has to say, because if anything, as you're going to realize, Holly is never short of words. So let me take this opportunity to say, welcome to the show, Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, boys. (laughs) We're excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. You ready to answer some questions? Sure am. Okay. We're going to get right into it. Okay? Okay. I went in and I did some research. You know, I really went digging, you know, and I said, what are the types of questions guys want answers to, you know? So we're going to throw some stuff here, okay? And we're going to see what your feedback is. All right. You ready? I'm ready. What is the best piece of fashion advice you can give for a guy? Oh, that's a good one. Well, first of all, I know my husband loves to wear shorts during the winter, and that's not a good fashion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I would say a nice pair of jeans and a nice button-down Shoes, not sneakers, if you're taking your lady out for dinner. Um, Don't wear those T-shirts that you've had since high school out in public. (laughs) What if you look jacked in them, though? What if they're, like, really tight, you know? Then save that for the gym. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There goes my wardrobe. (laughs) Get rid of all the... Holy t-shirts, holy underwear. Okay. Socks. Okay. So look presentable. I get it. Yes. And girls really take notice of that stuff. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, I got to change my wardrobe. All right, buddy. All right. Fire question. I went sports for my first question. Do you think the Patriots won the Super Bowl this year? Hell yeah. <laughs> I guess we know who she's a fan of. I think Brady has some, something to prove, and I think they're fired up. You were a little nervous during that game. You were pretty fired up. I sure was. <laughs> okay, moving on. Do girls really like a bad boy image, or do they honestly like nice guys? And I'm going to say, you know, everybody likes to say, nice guys finish last, <laughs> right? Mature girls like the nice guy, but majority of the girls do like the bad boy. However, girls like men with confidence. So if you have confidence, then you'll be all right. Okay. So you don't necessarily have to be a bad boy. Some girls, young girls may like the bad boy, but it's really about confidence. Okay. All right. All right. I kind of went his direction with the second question. Why do girls say they don't want something when they actually do like a <laughs> gift or flowers or something like that? It's a good one. Because you're supposed to read our minds. <laughs> is that what it is? Isn't it like a test? You know? I, I don't like that. Like, you know what? If you want something, just say you want it. Like, don't test me. You know? I agree with him. You're 100% right. But that's how we are. That's our makeup. You know? So if she says she doesn't like flowers, still bring her flowers. Oh, okay. Just take it upon yourself. Surprise her. Keep her on her toes. It's hard enough being a guy. You know, now you got to get into this mind reading stuff. You know, like, come on. Yeah, I know. Our life sucks, right? <laughs> it's tough. It's challenging, man. It is. And there's probably about three weeks until Valentine's Day, oy, men. Oy. You should already have your reservations. Because <laughs> you get... Don't get me flowers. They're just going to die, you know, and then you don't get flowers and then here you go. You should definitely get her a gift for Valentine's Day. A nice card, some flowers, chocolates, take her for a nice dinner, or you can always stop at Victoria's Secret. There's plenty of people that will help you there, uh, salespeople, or just think outside of the box as long as you remember her. Like vacuum in the house? Uh, you could do that, <laughs> but she wants a gift. <laughs> okay. You got another one, buddy? Well, don't you have three? Or do you only have two? I have more. So if you want to ask okay. more, your last I'll one, ask I'll my keep last going. One. I'm in charge of the show. Remember, you just... Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my last question. Why do girls ask if they look okay if there's only one right answer? Oh. <laughs> another good one that's a really good question they just want reassurance they just want compliments maybe sometimes their boyfriends don't give them compliments so if you compliment her her often then she probably won't be asking that question right and in my opinion i think that comes down to like the relationship in the communication, you know, because I can say, 
I've said, no, it doesn't look good. Or I've given an honest opinion on things. And I feel like that's appreciated. You know? It is. But if you're in a new relationship, you might want to wait until you've set up that communication and those boundaries. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We could just imagine. Okay. You ready? I'm going, I'm, I went a little different. This is almost like a little quiz question for you. And I'll let you know we're in the sports genre. Okay. okay. Can you tell us what a flea flicker is? A what? <laughs> what is a flea flicker? Sounds like something you need for a dog. <laughs> a flea? It's a sports question, Ma. It's a Not sports a question. I have no idea. Okay. It's actually the play the Patriots ran yesterday. It's a football play. It's when they handed it to the running back and he ran and then stopped. And turn it around, he flicked it back to the quarterback, and then the quarterback throws it deep. It's a football play. Hey, you learned something new today. I guess so. <laughs> okay. Do women like abs or arms more? I'm going to say arms. Okay. No logic or is it just... It's really difficult to have abs... All the time. You'd always be dieting, working out. Like myself. It's tough. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you got a huge six packs, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know, arms show strength and um, you're strong and you'll be able to protect us. So okay. I'd say arms. Okay. I've always said I have a face and body for podcast. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Why do girls spend so much time and money on fashion and makeup? So they can look good. And I'm going to give you a secret. Oh, secret. <laughs> Stay tuned for inside so information. Excited. They mostly do it for other women. It's all about their friends and other women. That's why they dress up. It's not really, really for men. See, men think it's about attracting men and having men look at them. They want to look good for men, but men, a man isn't going to know if she's carrying a Gucci purse or a Calvin Klein purse, but yeah. a woman will. Oh, and a woman will know if they contour their makeup properly or if they have the latest fashion. Men don't really notice that kind of stuff. Wow. I learned something new today. You listening over there, Dominator? Or? I am. He's taking notes, I think. <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Is this Gronk's last season, and should he retire? It is. Wow. Even after last night's game? Yes. Wow. I believe it is. He just hasn't been himself with the injuries. Uh, I just feel this is his last season. Hmm. Okay. It's been sad to watch, to you know, but I think he played really well last night. He did excellent. Yeah. He did. He did. He looked and like a, himself. He looked like himself. He, I thought he did awesome blocking. Uh, he made some great catches, uh, but I think it's time for him to hang it up. I think right on that last drive, right before he made that great catch in the two-yard line, I believe somebody might have said, why does Brady keep throwing a Gronk? <laughs> and then Gronk made that catch, and it was, what a great catch by Gronk. I may have said that. 
Okay. Well, this has been fun. I think we're going to have to have you back. We'll have to see if the listeners, we'll see what type of feedback we get. But I think you might be a hit. So. Thank you, boys. And go, Pat. All right, thank Brady you. is the GOAT. <laughs> All right. All right. There you have it. Now, we had requested or asked you guys to send us any feedback or questions or anything, and I'm going to turn it over to Dominator, our social media director, and uh, see, did we get anything or what do you got? Yeah, we got a couple. But Why don't you give us one and we'll go from there. I think our favorite one was the one from Luke about the Viking season. And he wants us to discuss about it and see what we, our take, basically. Okay, so Luke's a Minnesota Vikings fan, I'm assuming? Probably, I would say so. Okay. All right, Luke. Well, first and foremost, you were 8-7-1 this season. Uh, this season. They came up just short, making the mm-hmm. playoffs. I... As a fan, was expecting more from that team. Yeah, definitely uh, underperformed. Yeah, I had high hopes for that team, actually. And I actually like the Vikings. I do. Um, a lot of I'm, people said they were Super Bowl bound. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that defense. And after the season they had last year, I really thought that they were going to do a little bit more this year. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they just couldn't put it all together. Um, it's my opinion, just on the outside looking in, I guess, or... Yep. I don't want to speak for Luke, but I would view the season as a bit of a disappointment. You know, I think the fans had higher expectations of them. Mm-hmm. I think they had higher expectations of what they were going to do. And I thought they were going to win the division this season. Yeah. I thought they were going to at least win the division. But Kirk Cousins made $22.5 million this year. They gave him a three-year $84 million contract, which is, you know, it's big money. You but know, is that even worth it? I don't even think he's 500 against winning teams. They saw something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not here to defend the guy, you know. Yep. But this season he threw for 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and 4,298 yards. I mean, his rating was 99.7. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not horrible, you know. It's not terrible, but if you're not hit- winning games, what does that matter? Okay, here's the kicker, though. How many times do you think he was sacked? Don't In look total? it up. <laughs> this is a, I know they averaged 2.5 sacks a lot He was sacked game. 40 times. 40. 40. 40. Way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much. So that falls directly on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I think that that needs to be addressed. Free agency, the draft. I mean, look what the yep. Colts did in the draft. You know, they picked mm-hmm. up a couple legitimate old linemen. Granted, they didn't do great against KC, but... They really, those guys came in and made a difference immediately. So first and foremost, you got to keep your $84 million quarterback upright yep. for starters because mm-hmm. he definitely has the weapons. Yep. You know, he has Diggs, Thielen, Rudolph, Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook. That's a legitimate offense. Yeah, but you have Dalvin Cook and you are 30th in rushing yards per, per game. Again, offensive line. Yeah, that's definitely something wrong if you have one of the best running backs in the NFL top 15, top 10. Right. In year 30th in the NFL. Right. In rushing yards. That's a problem. I still consider that defense elite. I'd say so. They seem to play pretty well. 
Where did they? I don't even know where they ranked, but I would still that they would be up there. They'd rank maybe what close to top ten this year in the league, or uh, I'd say so. Yeah, they were up there. So hopefully it, they make those adjustments and they make those changes because I think it'll be a lot of the same because the NFL's monkey see monkey do. Mm-hmm. But I have hopes of the Vikings winning the division next year, making the playoffs. Yep, I think their offense was fine. Other than the running game. I think if they can fix the running game by getting a better offensive line and letting up less sacks, I think that 8, 7, and 1 will go up to 11 and 5, 12 and 4. Okay. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to thank Luke for the question. Keep the question coming, really. Um, we'll answer them. Give us any topic you want. It doesn't just have to be New England sports related. I mean, we'll pretty much cover anything. So, yep. We'll do our homework and we'll give you our feedback because we pretty much cover the uh, the gamut of sports and sports teams. We're uh, pretty avid about it. So yep. we don't know everything about every team, but if we don't, we'll try to find out for you. Yep. Do you want to go ahead while you're doing the uh, social media stuff? Do you want to give out all the stuff for everybody so they know how to contact us? Yeah, sure. You can go to our Instagram. It is what it is, underscore sports podcast. And our Twitter, it is what it is underscore ports podcast exact same thing as the instagram and if you want to let us know anything any questions any segments you want us to do anything you want us to cover then you just dm us or you can email us at sports at yahoo at yahoo and we're on yeah itunes now too is that correct that is correct we are on itunes as well and they just do sports gents i believe yeah they look up sports gents because a lot of people have it is what it is, but I'd say we're the best out of all okay. of those. <laughs> okay. So once you give me, before we uh, finish up, I'll let you have an opportunity. Once you give me a closing thought, anything you okay. want, politics, anything, you know, you talk, you know, world events, talk to me. All right. I'm going to stick to the sports. Okay. Good idea. <laughs> and I'm going to say, how about Gronk? That's what I say. That's my closing thought. How about Gronk? Yeah. How how about how well he looked? He looked way better last game than he has all season. And we might have our old Gronk for possibly his last game in Super Bowl. We could have the Gronk that we know and love in our last game. And I think he looked great. I got to give him props. Okay. That's your closing thought. That's my Pretty closing good. thought. In... Mine's going to be a little bit winded, so bear with me. All right. This is the way I look at it. I'm going to give you this in two parts, okay? okay? And I've been thinking about this, okay? Okay. To all you non-Patriots fans or Patriots haters, as people like to coin the phrase, mm-hmm. I get it. I totally get it. I really do. And I'm a Patriots fan, but I get it. Mm-hmm. You're sick of seeing them, you know. You're, you're, you're tired of seeing them in all these games. You it's know. like us in, with Alabama and right. Clemson as right. a Notre Dame fan. Exactly. But rather than hate and trash them, you could kind of step back, which I know it's difficult to do, and maybe just appreciate what you're seeing. And also, turn your focus on your team as well. Yep. You know, And maybe ask and take a look and see what you're not doing. And what you're not doing is you're not winning, mm-hmm. you know? And I know people from other areas, and I saw this thing on 
on Twitter or something like that where yep. it was the it was the country, it was the United States. Yep. And every single state was rooting for Kansas City except for the New England states yep. and Michigan. And Michigan I assume the because Michigan. of uh Brady. his college. Right. Yep. So obviously everybody roots against them. And like I said, I do get it, but you got to stop and take a look at your team. You know, what is your team not doing? You know, mm-hmm. and I get you want to say the flake gate or they cheat, or yep. but Brady was suspended four games. Mm-hmm. This team was fined a million dollars. They had a first round draft pick in away from them. So yep. they've had adversity as well, but mm-hmm. they always seem to find a way. Now they're heading to their third straight Super Bowl. They played in their eighth straight AFC championship game last night, mm-hmm. and they've won 16 AFC East championships since 2000. And they have 11 Super Bowl appearance. Right. Which is the most, the second right. most is eight. Right. So. Brady's going to his ninth. Yep. Okay. Which is crazy. So now, I'm going to flip it. Okay. That was my message to the Patriots haters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, to all the Patriots fans, I strongly, strongly urge you to truly appreciate what you're witnessing. Because in my opinion, we will probably never see this again. In the history of the NFL, just a pure dominance in the success that this team has had, you're never going to see again. And I know people will like compare it to the 49ers or when Dallas was good. And those teams were great. Don't get me wrong. And other teams have had run. But the amount of success this team has had, the numbers, the records, the championships, you can't take it for granted. Trust me. And I'm. I know everybody that knows me think that I'm this young, dashing, handsome guy where (laughs) there's just no way I could remember this far back. But I actually used to be the guy where I would go to all eight games. I'd go to all the Patriots games. You know why? Nobody wanted to go, okay? Mm -hmm. I would have people giving me their tickets, and I'd go to the games, and people would be wearing bags over their heads because they were embarrassed of the team. (laughs) Oh, the team was 2-14, and you know? So... This team was that bad mm-hmm. at one point. And unless you came from that generation, you just don't know, you know? And even you, you really haven't seen that. You I know? was about to say, I've never seen the Patriot have a losing record. Right. In my entire life, since I've right. been born. From 2004 all the way to now, I've never seen them have a losing record. Right. And to all you fans, I don't know when it's going to be, but it's coming and it's going to be here someday. And it is going to come to an end, you know, Mm -hmm. and this team's going to either have to rebuild, you're going to have to find a new quarterback. And I hope that the success continues. But like I said, what you're witnessing, you're never going to see again. So Mm -hmm. you must really, really take, if you can just step back and appreciate this, don't take it for granted. I mean, enjoy every moment of it because it is special, you know. Absolutely. I think I saw something. We were a kindergarten teacher. Asked the kids, and she asked her students, and she said, can anybody tell me what the Super Bowl is? And one of the students raises their hands and says, yeah, that's when the Patriots play the last game of the season. <laughs> and that's, that's funny. That these younger generation, these younger yep. kids, they think this is the norm, mm-hmm. and it's just not. Not it, even It close. really isn't. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, the Red Sox win the World Series, and you know, you, we live in Town, and that's great. We yep. are spoiled. Don't get me wrong. But in football, they breed parity. 
That's what they're looking for. They're looking mm-hmm. for everybody to be on this level. They don't like this domination, and they yep. don't like they don't like this team going like they do. You know, and yep. it drives them crazy. You know, because it's all about money. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what drives the machine. So mm-hmm. this isn't good for business. You know, because yep. like I said, it's only good for this area of the country. I was about to say it's good for business in New England, right. but everywhere else in the country, right? Not really. Okay, so that was my closing thought. A little bit long-winded, but that was just it. Yep. So we want to thank everybody for joining us, as always. You know, keep the keep the feedback coming. We're getting more followers and feedback, and we love it. We really appreciate it. Um, next week, I think we're going to go over maybe a little bit of uh, some of the Pro Bowl stuff, if you want to yep. do that. We'll start touching upon the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, Celtics dodged a little bit of a bullet with me because now they're playing yeah. – a little better but uh, yeah. we'll get into some Celtics and Bruins you know to fill it in and then we'll kind of go more heavy into the Super Bowl and then if there's any topics you want us to cover let us know we'll get into that